just like that, we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Yesterday, we were out working a Memorial Baseball Tournament, the Scott Hagen uh, Memorial Baseball Tournament, and got some lovely comments from uh, people saying that they listened to the podcast. One man came up to us and was like, Hey, fellas, I just wanted to let you know that uh, Spit and Chicklets and your podcast are the only two podcasts I listen to, so keep up the good work. Not comparing ourselves to the juggernauts of uh, Chicklets there, but, you know, just to hear that, uh, you know, it means the world to us. Whenever I speak into this microphone, sometimes I forget that there's other people on the other end uh, listening and tuning in to uh, the conversations that we're having with some incredible people from uh, this part of the world that we like to call Atlantic Canada. Um, so it's really nice to uh, to hear those kind words from uh, strangers, fans, people that tune in, however you want to determine uh, who the people are that like to listen to us. So uh, thank you very much to, for all those kind words yesterday. And it was great to get back out yesterday and do a little bit of streaming. Uh, we have a couple nationals and Atlantic tournaments coming up at the end of July and August. And then as soon as that's over, we're going to be rolling right into September uh, with the hockey season when it comes to streaming. So it's looking like a, it's going to be a, a busy couple of months, but I don't think we'd have it any other way. We, we love what we do, and we love providing entertainment for you, the people at home. So this guest we have coming on today, another individual who, it you know, it's people going, oh, Justin, why don't you have this guy? Why don't you have this guy? Justin, you should have this guy on. And this guy goes by the name of Luke Woodworth, the unofficial mayor of Bridgewater, Nova Scotia. Oddly enough, for the past, I don't know, time flies by. I don't even know how time makes sense anymore. But over time, Luke Woodworth's name has popped up of a highly recommended guest to come on the show. And today, the stars have aligned and Luke Woodworth is here in the city of Halifax to come onto the podcast. He's uh, doing a skate right now over at I think he said the Civic, and he's heading over to the studio right after the skate. If you don't know who Luke Woodworth is, I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown. Just a little bit, okay? Played his major midget with the South Shore Mustangs. He had 34 games played, 20 goals, 47 assists. Let's do some math here. 20, 47... That's 67 points in 34 games in major midget playing for the South Shore Mustangs. After that, got drafted into the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, played as a 16-year-old, put up 20 points this past season as a 17-year-old, played 68 games, had 50 points, 16 goals, 34 assists. Luke Woodworth is not joking around. When you approach this man in public and you see him, don't joke around. You treat him with respect. This is a man who is going to do a lot of great things in this game of hockey. I'm extremely honored. I'm extremely excited to be able to sit down and talk to Luke Woodworth, a man that comes from a place where my family cottage is, Bridgewater, who grew up there, he did. So maybe he can tell me a little bit more about Bridgewater and some things I can discover around that area when I'm at the family cottage. Nonetheless, I can't wait to talk to Luke Woodworth. This is the episode. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. And we are finally going. Luke Woodworth, the man of the hour. How are you, brother? Pretty good. You? I'm pretty good. I was saying in the intro, you're uh, over the past probably two years, you've, uh, you're you a highly recommended guest. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I feel like the Bridgewater <laughs> effect might have a little bit to do with that. Got to be a little bit closer to the uh, mic. All right. Bridgewater. Oh, so you got a lot of support coming from Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. I love it there. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of pride being from Bridgewater and South Shore. Um, so happy to kind of represent them in a way. Did you like grow up there, born and raised? Yeah, I lived in Bridgewater my whole life. Wow. So a lot of pride coming from there. Wow. How did it feel for the first time leaving to go to Quebec, Drummondville? A little different. Uh, a little bit different scenery. Uh, Drummondville's a little bit better place than uh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater's a little bit of a smaller town. Um, so definitely a little bit of adjustment. Yeah. Uh, but not too bad, no. We asked uh, who uh, Tyler Nogler grew up in Bridgewater. And he. Uh, I asked him the question. I was like, what's it like growing up there? I got to ask the same question for you. What's it like growing up there as a kid? Yeah, I love it there. Um, small town vibe. Like, you know everybody around. Like, you know the parents, you know the kids. Um, so it's really good. Um, kind of have a core group of guys that you hang out with. Um, 
you got to create your own fun at some points. Um, there's not a whole lot to do there. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, we're kind of just hanging out with each other, figuring out new things to do. We golf a lot. Um, so Osprey? I, I really, yeah, Osprey. So we really like it there. Uh, great place to live. 100%, I bet. Um, you're good at hockey. Like, you're pretty good. I was looking. I, I haven't seen, like, a lot of highlights, but I was looking at the stats. And you know how to pass the puck, and you also know how to put the puck in the net. I appreciate that. Where does that come from? Uh, a lot from my dad. Uh, he coached me growing up the whole ways. Um, so pretty much everything that I kind of know and do uh, on the ice and off the ice, too, uh, kind of stems from him. Uh, I learned a ton from him. Um, so he's been a pretty big influence on my life. Did, a lot, yeah. lot to learn from that. Did the game come naturally to you? Uh, a little bit. Like, I always kind of had the skill. Um, being a smaller player, it kind of, at times, had a challenges um, and kind of maneuver my way from level to level and kind of adjust myself that way um but for the most part the skill was always there um just kind of bring in kind of the size aspect and kind of fighting against that yeah if you look at the game though the size aspect is slowly going away you just have to be quick i could be wrong yeah for sure uh, a lot of smaller guys making it to the nhl now um so it's more of a natural thing uh just kind of letting your body develop in a sense like everyone doesn't develop at the same same speed um, yeah. so not too much of a concern anymore with being a smaller player yeah, for sure. It seems like a 24-hour, 365 type of game anymore. Are you a, a two-sport athlete, or is it hockey all the way for you? Uh, hockey for the most part. Um, growing up, I played every sport. Um, how it is in the South Shore, you, you go to school, you play every school sport. So growing up, I played like volleyball, basketball, like badminton, track. Um, so I kind of did it all from a sense. Um, and then probably when Bantam hit, um, hockey kind of became – the only sport for me away from school yeah um so that's kind of when the focus went in and then obviously golfing in the summer I'm, i love golf um so it's something i do a lot of in the summer what's the last score you put up in golf i think 84 um where at mark do you want to shut the door you can just leave the camera on him and then just shut the door anywhere from 80s to 90s like i'm very inconsistent um mm. but eh, get along you jeez, uh, last score i put up 96 at granite my best score ever i shot this year was an 84 at granite but same with you just inconsistent it's a thing you got to be playing every day to get better at every day yeah we were were behind you the other day were you um father's day i had we're two groups behind you but we got stuck behind an older couple with the cane oh yeah oh yeah so i'm not okay so do you want to hear the story about that oh yeah (laughs) okay so we're there me my dad my brother and uh i was up using the washroom and my brother and my dad were checking in and there was this older lady with a cane and we just thought are you do you know who this is apparently she's a local legend uh yeah i've been told who she is um she golfs a lot from what i understand by herself uh yeah yeah that was like the issue there was no one with her she just rolled out there which you have to give her props for she was in her 80s maybe lower 90s just golfing by herself but, you know, congrats to her and, uh, yeah, holding us up. And eventually we just said, okay, we got to go. Our apologies, but we, we got to move forward. Because the people behind us, so you were two groups behind us? Yeah. Well, the people behind us were getting a little like, what are we doing here? Yeah, we got stuck behind them for a couple holes. Um, so we got to get, <laughs> once we got by them, we were just clear sailing. But there's a couple, couple of long holes. <laughs> Good honor, though. Like, she, she's out there. She's having fun. So. That's the way I put it. It's like, you got to have some balls on you to be able to be out there at that age by yourself. But, hey, that was a great Father's Day. Um, you no, know, well, that's sick that the, the multi-sport athlete thing comes into play. I saw in the Bantam uh, on Elite Prospects, you put up 70 points in 30 games. Uh, something like that i don't know for sure probably around there at that point when you're in bantam i'll check the stat to check for sure 71 points in 30 games you have to look at yourself in the mirror and go okay luke maybe i should start taking this a little bit serious yeah i always kind of took it serious in a sense but uh our power play that year probably ran at about 40 percent. such a so. corporate hockey answer yeah no, the, the power play yeah, the guys yeah. are great we had uh ryan hopkins who plays out um out west in the bc he kind of quarterbacked our power play and for we did pretty well for ourselves that year so. was there, is there always a chip on your shoulder playing from bridgewater yeah you get a lot of pride from it um like taking kind of the the small town atmosphere against the city teams um it's something that you always kind of you want to play extra hard against the city teams, yeah. um, especially when it comes to midget. Um, when it gets to the three city teams, uh, you definitely have a chip in your shoulder. Um, and something 
that every Mustang team, every Hurricanes team, we take a lot of pride in that and going against the city teams. Yeah, for sure. The travel aspect. You're always traveling if you're playing in Bridgewater. Yeah, it's not too bad. No? Um, well, you get the Bantam. A lot of city teams, so like it's mostly just an hour. Yeah. Um, and then you get the midget, like you're busing to most places, so it's not. Oh, you guys have the bus and midget. Yeah, yeah. So you bus to all the Cape Breton teams. You bus to uh, Picto. Um, so it's just the city teams for the most part that you drive to. Yeah. Um, so it's really not too bad with travel. Do you get your license as soon as you're 16 when you're growing up there? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it. Um, and then I didn't have my license my 16 year in Drummondville. Yeah. Um, but when I came back in the summer, I got it, and then I had a car there this year. Okay, nice. Um, going into the draft in Drummondville, you played as a 16 year old. Yep. That's a rare thing in today's. I don't want to say rare thing, but what was that? Oh, uh, that's a rare thing. Well, most guys go, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'm going to take a step back and play another year midget. And you just said, no, I think I'm all right. And you put up some good numbers as a 16-year-old. Where did that, I guess, confidence come from? Well, I thought, I think a lot of it came from midget. Um, I had a really good year in midget. Um, so it's not something that I think would have benefited me a lot going back there Okay. Um, for a second year. And I felt like uh, the organization had a lot of confidence in me to kind of step in as a 16-year-old. Um, they gave us a lot of rope uh, to kind of make mistakes and learn uh, – learn along the way um so it's something that they did a great job uh, with me and a couple other 16 year olds that we had that year yeah um and kind of giving us the confidence to to play at that level at 16 you have to have some gojones to leave home at 16 and go to quebec man what did what was like the what was the cherry on top for them to go look you're gonna be you're gonna be comfortable here i don't care what they say 16 leaving home going to quebec that's tough yeah a lot of it was the billet okay um i had a super good billet um both years um they they had a really really good dynamic in their family um they had two kids which was big to me nice um they were relatively similar age to me too um so it kind of gave me the family atmosphere i grew up with a sister um so it was a lot easier to kind of transition to a build house with kids um just because i still had that kind of family atmosphere to it cool the market in drummondville i I know nothing about Tell, tell me what it's like playing there oh it's awesome um the organization is not a huge organization um so every person involved they they're really passionate about it like they they're there to help like they're not just there to kind of slack off yeah um so that's something we really appreciate as players and how much work they kind of put in yeah um and then the fan base is awesome yeah like not the biggest city in the queue like we're not gonna have top end numbers of attendance um but you get 1700 people in there and it's, it's rocking um like you go around the league and they'll say we're probably one of the best atmospheres in the league because um, we have a really str- small rink okay um but it goes straight up so the fans are kind of almost on top of you um and they they get pretty crazy so it's a really good atmosphere to play in couturier has nothing but great things to say about drummondville i saw a couple interviews where he talked about his junior experience and said one thing i noticed he said it allowed him to focus on the game He's just like, I was a young kid and I wanted to learn everything about the game. And oddly enough, Drummondville was a place for me allowed to learn the game. Yeah, because a lot of it is we don't have an out, like, there's not going to be 50 media guys following us around every time. So a lot of it, you get to just focus on playing hockey. Um, You don't see that, like, you go to Quebec, there's a lot of different media outlets. um, But we just have two or three media outlets. So it kind of allows us to do our thing um, and more focus on the hockey aspect of it and not so the media portion yeah um so it's something that uh for some guys they like uh being with the media every time but for others uh, it's kind of easier for us because we just kind of focus on playing hockey to an extent okay cool is april a bad birthday for hockey players or a good birthday uh well that's the thing elite prospects got me in april but i'm a march first birthday elite prospects we're gonna write we'll write a yelp review after this that's a i've heard that quite a bit april but it's actually march first so is that a good hockey birthday or no well, I don't think it's a bad hockey birthday. I don't think it's really that much of a, a difference, really. Well, but. growing up, did you play against guys that were older than you, or did you play against guys that were younger than you? Uh, well, I, always, I moved up in age quite a bit when I was in, like, young, young. Stay humble. Um, so a lot of, like, my buddies, like, my best buddies are all, like, a year year or two older than me. Yeah. Um, and that probably happened until probably Adam or Pee Wee. Um, but for the most part, I was played against my first year in, like, Bantam, and Pee Wee would always be against – a year older than me it'd be my age group the next year okay cool yeah i was looking at it i was like april because i was looking at your elite prospects i was like oh did he play his first year as a 17 year old and i was like oh wait a second no if he's only 18 he 
He played as a 16-year-old. Well, that's sick. It's a good look. Yeah, I don't know. We, we just talk to guys who play at 16, and it's like, eh, it didn't really work out. And they yeah, go back. Well, you, you see it a lot more now in the queue. Like, most first-rounders are playing. Uh, a lot of teams kind of give you the rope to, to learn on the fly um, and kind of develop you that way. Because playing in the queue, you're on the ice every day. Um, Do you like that? Yeah, I love it. Um, more so in midget. Uh, a lot of teams aren't on the ice every day. So it's big for development. Uh, as a 16-year-old, be able to kind of go go on the ice every day and kind of work on things during practice. And then after practice, we always have stuff going on after. Um, okay. So it's really big uh, development for, for 16-year-olds. Do you look at pressure from outside sources or do you just apply enough pressure to yourself? If you look at the past two years and you, you know, potentially your third year coming up, the numbers that you're projected to put up, I don't know, I, in my case, I look at that and I go, oh, that's some pressure. Do you look at that or just go, eh, it's going to be what it's going to be? Not really. Obviously, you have goals going into years, um, but not so much pressure. Do you Have um, you set your goals yet? Not really, no. I feel like, for the most part, you, you just want to contribute as much as possible. Um, and a lot of what, what I'm looking to do and what I looked to do last year is kind of expand my role. Um, and last year, was, I started playing on the PK and that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so I've always kind of been that offensive player, but to be able to kind of round my game out and be someone that can be relied on in a lot of different situations something that i've uh i've kind of prided myself on uh, last year and i to hope to expand on it this year too that's what they say whenever guys go to the nhl you just can't be a goal scorer you got to expand unless you're a sid but you got to expand your role somehow to play in the nhl yeah for sure you got to be able to do multiple things you can't just kind of be a one-trick pony to a sense so yeah it's definitely something that kind of everyone has to work on how'd you enjoy the pk this year it's different um Definitely a different role. Um, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm a pretty smart player, so I think that kind of being able to anticipate lanes and all that kind of stuff um, kind of allows me to be pretty effective on the PK. Yeah. Um, it's something I like being able to, to kind of be trusted in those face-offs too is a big thing. Um, kind of transition into being a center this year. Ooh, um, so, a lot more responsibility. Yeah, so like being a righty, I think we only, I was my only – or I was the only righty face-off guy on our team. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got put in the role of kind of the big, big face-offs on the right side, which I kind of embraced to an extent. A lot more broken sticks this year because of that? Well, I don't break many sticks. I Why use not? a pretty pretty firm flex. Um, I like it kind of stiff. Oh, yeah? Um, so I only probably broke three or four sticks this year. No. Did you ever rotate through, or you just, like, use three or four sticks throughout the year? That's unheard no, of. No, usually it's just the same sticks, um, which I like. Like, I no. don't really like switching sticks too much. I don't really like switching gear at all. Um, yeah, but sticks. The whole point of playing junior hockey is to get new sticks. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but you're still coming home with the same amount of sticks anyway. <laughs> okay, so. that's fair. For your for your buddies. Yeah. Your right-handed buddies. Oh, yeah. Not many of those, but... <laughs> well, that's sick. Uh, what's the key to blocking shots? I don't love blocking shots, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I never was on the PK. Oh, yeah. You couldn't do it. Yeah, I just kind of find a lane to an extent. Hope, hope that I don't shoot it at you, but if you do hope to get in run of it i remember when i got called up to the moose heads i was just like the call up so you're the schmuck and uh, you know who marty firk is yeah. argue i think he has the hardest shot in the world like in the ahl he had in the ahl yeah. all-star game i think it, he broke uh someone's record yeah so chara hard shot chara's record anyway so he back then on the moose heads he was uh, the power play and that's basically where the schmucks go to block shots on the pk and guess who's up first <laughs> to block shots after practice against marty firk you're looking at him and i don't want to say there's there's been other times in my life where i've been nervous terrified scared but that's top three no, just yeah. sitting there pretending i i, I won't like i completely moved out of the way on purpose but i got out of the lane and you're just looking at this guy rip shots by like your belly button some up by your chest and you're just like jesus man terrifying <laughs> terrifying experience with firk that's not happening either. We know most most of our power play stuff's all five on zero. Like, five on zero. Yeah, like more so execution than blocking shots because we we don't need to be blocking shots in practice. Really, you don't need kind of the harm in that. You guys must not have call ups. <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> we had a we had a third goalie last year though. That he was always doing our power play. He'd just get dinked in the <laughs> dinked in the head like ten times in practice. That's how it works with call ups. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for him, but. I feel kind of bad for him. what it is. You just get like William Dufour who's on St. John. Okay. Um, he was on our team last year. Yeah. And he's just teeing off on them like, <laughs> every day. There's no respect for the call-ups. Yeah. We're just dummies out there just <laughs> so you guys can skate around. 
and there's no flow either. I remember being called up and just doing a simple swing drill. And, you know, one guy goes high, one guy goes low. But I, I'm just running into guys like just, yeah. and you're just like, there's no flow because you don't know any of these guys. Yeah. It's the I just uh, it wasn't a good experience to start <laughs> out, but at least the the, the 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 experience I talk about with that, at least I was home. I couldn't imagine being a call up, going to Drummondville, sleeping out of Billet's house. Like yeah. at least when I failed, I got to sleep in my own bed, which made it a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, all our call ups are pretty like local. Are they? Like there's no one coming from the Maritimes and coming to Drummondville. Like if we're on a Maritime, we picked up a guy from. Uh, New Brunswick for a maritime road trip. Okay. Um, just picked him up on the way, but we're never going to have like a maritime guy get like flown out to Drummondville to play a game or anything like that. I didn't even ask it. First game in Halifax. Talk about that. Yeah, it's pretty special. Um, like having a lot of family and friends in the stands. Um, pretty surreal to an extent to, to walk over warmups and see a lot of my buddies in the stands. Uh, it's pretty special. Uh, we lost the game, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, we lost in overtime. Um, so it kind of tainted a little bit, but overall the experience was, was unbelievable. It's kind of playing, playing the rank that you grew up watching. Um, so it was really special to, to play in Halifax. Did you, cause I know we want to try to somehow figure out a mic'd up this year with you on the ice, the road trip for you guys, you guys just come from Cape Breton right to Halifax without a skate. Yeah. So we'll play in, so we play in Halifax Thursday and play in Cape Friday. Um, so we'll skate Thursday morning in Halifax. We'll play that night, and then we'll probably bust the Cape Breton that night. Mm. Um, and then there won't be a skate Friday. We'll just kind of chill around until Friday night. Yeah, and it was tough these past two years with COVID. The queue shut us out because they didn't want any media around the players. Like We tried to mic up a bunch of guys that were coming from away practicing, and they just wouldn't let us near you guys. Mm. It was, no, no, I don't blame them. It's just that it was COVID. You couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, we had a lot of restrictions the last couple of years. Like They're pretty careful what they do. Um, oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of revenue coming in. If you you miss a game, that's a lot of a lot of revenue for the owners. So I think it, they've been pretty careful with that. Yeah, for sure. But no, this year this year we'll figure it out. We can't wait to have a little bit of normal. I'd say a lot of normalcy back for next year. But uh, it'll be nice. World Juniors coming up. They're in Halifax. Yeah, that that's should exci- be pretty crazy. That'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah Any. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, is there any prospects on your team? Could you potentially be on the team? How's that working in the in the World Junior Ramble right now? Uh, well, we're a pretty young team. Are you? Um, so I don't really foresee any anybody kind of getting an invite to that. Maybe we had a we had a D on our team that won the first round of the draft this year. Who's that? Uh, his name's Maverick Lamaru. Great name. Six foot seven. Dude, he doesn't even have to play hockey. He just stands there. <laughs> oh, Six yeah. foot seven. Yeah, he's got an, a nine-inch fishing pole for a stick. I thought you were going to say something else, but okay. Yeah, so he might get an, an invite, depending on how well he has in his first year. Yeah. Or first half of the year. Yeah. Um, but really don't really see anything happen with our team. Dude, you just love like two more years to potentially play on that team. And I don't know. I just kept looking at your elite prospects all day, all morning. I was like, oh, man, the potential with this guy. Did you see the minus 27? No, I didn't go that far right. <laughs> what happened there? PK. Well, not the PK, but a lot of it's like empty netters and that kind of stuff. Why are you on the ice for empty netters? That hurts. Sorry, coach. Uh, yeah. Who's coaching you guys right now? Uh, so our head coach is Steve Hartley. Didn't he? Yeah, he w- he won a Memorial Cup in Halifax. Yes, okay. Yeah. Is so... Faulkner the assistant coach? Uh, no, he used to be. Used to be. Um, not anymore. We okay. actually, both their assistant coaches aren't coming back this year. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of change with our, with our coaching staff. Yeah, I knew there was a local guy up in Halif- up in uh, Drummondville, excuse me. Well, Steve's, Steve's from Ontario. Okay. Um, but he came here with Dom Ducharme. Yeah. Um, and then when Dom went to uh, Drummondville, he came along with them, and then he took the head coach uh, once Dom went to, to Montreal. Does he ever tell stories about that year they won? Uh, not yet. I poked uh, poked around with him a little bit, um, but didn't really get too far with him. <laughs> I remember that was a great uh, that was a great year. When you were a kid, did you end up going to Moosehead games? Yeah, we had uh, 15, 15 game packages as uh, yep. growing up. Yeah. Um. So like it's an hour drive. So growing up, like you couldn't go to every game. Yeah. Um. But kind of we picked out like the Friday, Saturday nights. Uh, we'd drive up for the game and drive home that night. Yeah, the fifteen game packs the way to go. Yeah. A lot of people this year to secure your tickets for the World Juniors, you have you can get season tickets or the fifteen game pack and you're set, you're good to go. So a lot of people did that year with this year with the Mooseheads in order to get tickets for the World Juniors. Yeah, they'll probably get pretty good season ticket packages considering the with the World Juniors here. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be a great time. Are you guys gonna be playing or will you guys be on Christmas break during the World Juniors? Um 
Well, probably at last year we ended at the 19th of December and we were supposed to go back on Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, but it got pushed back a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, we'll be playing during the World Junior. So Halifax will probably be on the road. Cool. Um, what's the plan for the summer? I know you just got back from a skate. Um, well, who was it with? Plendowski? Yep. So just skating, no pucks? Uh, what's usually like 20 minutes skating, 20 minutes skills, and then 10 minute game at the end. Okay. So what's one thing that you're trying to work on this summer in order to put up 100 points next year? Well, a lot of it's like my speed. Like my speed and my size are two kind of areas I need to improve. Oh, yeah? Um, like I've always been pretty skillfully talented. Um, but like the the skating aspect something that I definitely have to work on. Um, so she helps a lot with that. Um, and then just kind of getting in the gym a lot. Um, really fortunate to have a, a really good trainer in Bridgewater. Uh, his name's Vince Lacente. Um, he's he's very knowledgeable. He's worked um, with with an OHL team in the past. Um, so kind of trust him a lot in what he does with me and I, pretty good trajectory nice. uh, so far from what we, we gathered throughout the summer. Wicked. So you want to get quicker? Yeah, well, everyone wants to get quicker. It's something that the game's not going to slow down. Um, so it's something that, especially with me being a smaller guy, i got to be able to, to kind of maneuver myself around the ice. Um, so it's something that I definitely have to work on. Cool. People swear by Jill. The work that she can do with players. Yeah, swear she's by really her. good. Technically, she, she knows what's going on. Um, so trust her a lot in my skating, hopefully. I'll probably never I'll never be on the ice with her. Tell me, like, just tell me what. I guess, allows her message to get across to all the players. Well, I think it's her technique. Everything she does, like, she demos a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and you can tell she knows what she's doing. Um, so kind of taking what she does and trying to implement it into what we do. Yeah. Um, she's good with kind of correcting things as well. She takes a lot of videos. Um, so it's kind of easier to see what you're doing wrong when you see it on video afterwards. Um, so I think that's kind of a big thing of what she does. Ask low. Oh, yeah, always. Ask low. Legs out. What's another one? V- uh, head up. Head up. That's fine. That's the biggest one. Head up. Ass low. Legs out. Head up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's. Uh, no, we have. Uh, who was it that came over? Igor. Uh, I forget his last name. Sokolov, Ottawa. He swears by her. I go. He, I think in the, his last year, junior, he might have had fifty goals. And I go like, what? What was the secret to it? Like less flex. I don't know. Just more confidence. Like, how did you get that many goals? And he goes, just by skating. I was like, what? He goes, oh, yeah, Jill. Like, he, he just gave all the credit to Jill. And I was like, hey, good for you. That, 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 that's awesome that you're able to put those numbers up based on your skating. Yeah, but, yeah she's uh, pretty good at what she does. Yeah. Is Igor out there with you guys? Uh, no. He, well, she she has le- different. Yeah, I'm with kind of like a major junior group. Okay, cool. So it's a really good group, like Plundowski, Matt McDonald, like quite a few guys are out there. So oh, it's Matt's out there. Yeah. How's Matt doing? I haven't talked to him in a bit. He's a Cape Breton now, right? Yeah, he's doing well. Is yeah, he? Yeah, he's going to go back this year from what I've gathered. So, okay, nice. Yeah. It's pretty happy. Did you go to Cavi? You didn't. No. Was there a little FOMO? I was. Uh, I was working at the Ryan Grace Hockey School this week. Okay. Last week in and, Yarmouth. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of missed out. Um, looked pretty good from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. I had some FOMO. I won't lie. Yeah. Same. How was the uh, How was the Ryan Graves uh, uh, camp? I saw the hat there. It looks good on you. Yeah, he did a great job um, organizing it. It was really well run, mm-hmm. um, and the kids had a blast with it. Um, so. We were pretty happy with how it turned out. Um, it's going to be something that we hopefully it comes to kind of a, an annual thing in Yarmouth. How, what's your how what's your relationship like with him? Like, how do you guys know each other? Well, I didn't really know him until last week. Um, kind of got a text that he needed guys for a junior group there. Okay. Um, so like me, Will Chisholm, and Ryan Hopkins went down um, to kind of help out. We didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into, but uh, they're they were super happy to kind of have us and kind of incorporate us into the camp. How um, nice. So, for the most part, we were just team leads. Um, we kind of led the kids around and kind of had some fun with them. Like nice. Not too much pressure on us. <laughs> um, so, had a lot of fun, and then we got to skate with them in the, in the evening. So, it was pretty good to, to kind of be out with an NHLer. How many days was it? Uh, it was all week, Monday to Friday. Oh, no way. Yeah, and That's... then we kind of had a game day on Friday, so the kids had a lot of fun with that. What do you mean game day? Like, they all played against each other? Or you... It was just one big game for every age group. Okay. Uh, so, we had, like, the lights out. We announced some names kind of individually. <laughs> And smoke machine, so no, you had smoke machines. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. So. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's uh, that's that's getting creative with yeah. it. Smoke machines. That rink in Yarmouth, how you love that rink. When I played junior A, we used to the rink. I remember the rooms were so hot. Yeah. So you have to go out and sit in the hallway, but there's no like blocking the fans to walk through the hallway. 
So you'd be sitting out there and you're just talking to this guy who's four beer deep, chugging two hot dogs. Yeah. And he's, your last name's Belonger? <laughs> like, how do you? And then you're talking to, I remember that rink was just, that rink in Miramichi. There's some r- stories in Junior A that are just unbelievable oh, from, yeah. the, from the amateur side of it. Amherst, there's always a story coming out of Amherst. Well, a lot of those rinks, like the canteens, right beside the restroom. So yes, well, that's <laughs> for the most part. You're just talking to random guys. That's the example I'm talking about because yeah. the away room is right next to the canteen. Yeah. So the, sometimes the lineup would go through our door of the dressing room. We we're just sitting there. All right, something would be nice to block it off. But <laughs> in the queue, what's the rink that has that character? That okay, the fans are right there. How are you? Uh, well, for the most part, there's not much that's blocked in Sherbrooke. The canteen's right beside us, but like there's kind of a a barrier between us yeah um but like most rinks aren't too bad like you have your privacy for the most part like <laughs> you go to bacomo there's it's pretty pretty tough up there like you got guys in like cowboy hats and hawaiian shirts in the middle of winter what um, but yeah i don't know it's just it's <laughs> a different different vibe out in bacomo um but yeah, for the most part, most of the drinks are, are pretty good, and we have our privacy. What's the go-to meal on the ferry going over to Bacamo? I heard it's poutine and uh, clubhouse, but... I don't know. I don't think we had a meal going to Bacamo. Uh, a lot of chicken wraps. The old St. Hubert chicken wraps. Oh, yeah. A staple in our, our post-game meal. St. Hubert. Do they have one in, in Drummondville? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay away from it as much as I can, though. <laughs> place gets pretty old throughout the year the gravy has a certain taste to it i haven't had it in years yeah. did you ever play in the quebec pb tournament no that was the first time i ever tried it was the, the tournament just every second day we're having it <laughs> it was unbelievable well it's like swish out it's like worse swish Chalet. yeah that's so a great that's example that's a great example yeah like not as good at all but it does the trick up in bridgewater how often are you at the arby's i heard at least four times a week <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got character that Arby's <laughs> only one in Canada. I'm Is pretty, it? I'm pretty sure it might be Nova Scotia. It might be the only one in Nova Scotia. I've heard something like that. It's the it's the only one east yeah. of Montreal or something like yeah, that. It's pretty good though. You get the old ham sliders. What about the beef and cheddar? No, no beef. And no cheddar. beef and cheddar, <laughs> dude. You work out for a living. You deserve a little you know, beef and cheddar. No, it's not. I don't go there too often, but it's definitely a a popular spot in Bridgewater. Pride of Bridgewater. Arby's. <laughs> I love that little uh, that little shop and mall area. It's all just right there. Not when much it, going on. The Dollarama. The Dollarama. The dollar, isn't there a giant tiger there? Uh, no frills? There's something <laughs> oh, up a, there. That's a different one. That's the, what, it's yellow. Yeah, it is giant tiger. Is it? But that's not in the mall. It's separate. It's its yeah. own thing. Yeah, it's on the other side. We I remember going up there a couple times and just running into people you haven't seen in years and just... <laughs> They just call you out in the middle. How are you doing? Talking so everyone can hear. Oh, yeah. Everyone's so friendly. Like, yeah. Random people's walking up to you all the time. So <laughs> it's a little bit different than, than up in Drummondville. People are elbowing you as you go by. What? They don't respect you as being the star hockey player? Well, I don't think it's a little bit less. Like, you, Bridgewater, everyone's so friendly. Like, everyone's going to talk to you. Like, you'll stay in the line and the guy behind you starts talking to you. Oh, that's exactly um, it. So it's a little bit different, a little bit different vibe kind of in the city. City vibe in Drummondville, um, <laughs> and, and they hear us speaking English. They're probably not too happy with us, like these English guys. What? Um, so I don't know. I Bridgewater's a great spot because you just you know everybody and everyone's gonna talk to you. Oh, I love it up there. I just love it. Yeah. The fuck, oh, man, it's the best. Are you on a lake up there? No, I live right in town. Oh, do you? Um, but like we we actually went yesterday like Beck's Lake it's a big lake okay. uh, like a rope swing we probably go there like three four times a week so nice. it's a nice spot did you grow up playing uh, pond hockey it's a stupid question I already know the answer but what was the lake you, you skated on the most growing up yeah we skated on the duck pond duck pond um, that was a pretty a staple in the winter um, something we my dad also uh, he built a rink in the backyard growing up um, nice for a little bit so Kind of got the buddies over there for a little bit. I think he followed us on Twitter yesterday. What's his name? Sean. Sean. Yeah, he followed us on Twitter. Shout out to Sean. <laughs> you say? Did you say your dad was a big part of like your development in hockey growing up? Yeah, well, he coached me. Um, okay. He coached me all growing up. Like Major Barron, he's head coach. Um, Midget, he was our D coach. Okay. Um, so he's super knowledgeable. Um, huge influence on kind of everything I know in hockey. Like he still runs. Uh, we're we're on the ice in Liverpool once a week, um, with kind of like the junior guys that are still in the South Shore. Okay, um, he kind of runs that, um, so he still kind of has a hand in it. Uh, he's more of a fan now, um, but growing up, he was just 
huge for my development. That's awesome. Where did he play at? Uh, he he grew up playing hockey and baseball. Okay. Um, like he played hockey more like high school, um, but he's a huge baseball player. Like he went to the University of Arizona. No uh, way. He played. He won a national championship at Dow for for baseball. Um, so he's a pretty good baseball player growing up. And he played in Arizona. Uh, he was there for one year. Still at university. Um, they came back and played the Dow. Wow, that's sick. I love baseball. Not so much the Jays right now. They suck. <laughs> that's that's great. I love my dad. My old man. He played baseball too. I wish that's one sport I played growing up more. I got too bored when I was younger because the kids couldn't hit it. But it's yeah, a fun like, sport. Really enjoy it. When I came back um, after this year, I got to play high school softball. Um, so it's pretty <laughs> pretty fun. Just kind of getting the law balls and just be able to hit it. Uh, oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. It, was just, it was a great time. Wait, did you just graduate from high school? Yeah, and I got the opportunity. Um, I graduated from my high school, which is pretty nice to me. Like I got to go to prom, graduation, all that kind of stuff. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and I was able to kind of do virtual school through Nova Scotia um, the last two years. Um, and that was kind of important to us as a family to be able to kind of graduate from Parkview. Um, that's the high school in Bridgewater yeah, Parkview, Parkview? okay um, so we're pretty happy to be able to come back like see my buddies in the halls and all that kind of stuff um, so it's really good to come come home and kind of graduate with uh, the people I kind of grew up with so you got to attend some classes at the end of the year well not to attend but more so like mill around the cafeteria and just talk to people <laughs> all day <laughs> <laughs> your answers are so honest I love it just mill around yeah so what, okay, so what are you doing? You're doing, like, your classes in the library, like, on the laptop? Like, how does that? No, no, no right in the cafeteria. Right yeah. in the cafeteria. I had the, the commuter open. I'd, like, block off a whole section with my chargers. <laughs> You'd uh, block off the whole well, section? Well, like, there'd be, like, a hallway, and you just, like, blocked it off. With the, the chargers would be extended, so people would have to walk around. But, like, I'd just do my courses right in the, in the cafeteria and kind of finish my projects, and then off I go. What's the go-to food choice in the cafeteria at the high school? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't, oh, think yeah, I you went to, don't think I went to the cafeteria too often. Um, Jesse's Pizza is a big one, though. That's a big one out here, too. Yeah. 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 There's always a... Especially in... I went to Parkview in grade 10. Yeah. Um, so that was always a big one. The old $5 slice and the can of pop for 5 bucks. They jacked it up to 6 here in the city, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's a go-to same. with the donair sauce on top. Yeah. I remember when we get the Caesar salad every now and then for another 5 if you're a rich but you had 10 bucks on you. No, no, usually the $5 will get you. Oh, it's a huge slice. Good. Oh yeah. It's massive. a quarter. It's a quarter of a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. The other day when uh I was up there and the the debit ran out, they couldn't use debit, so I went in there and I didn't know debit wasn't working. So I went in, I was like, "Yeah, could I get a slice and a pop, some donair sauce on top, please?" And they go, "Yeah, 6 bucks." And I go, "Great, debit." didn't have a credit card on me like no debit's not working god love them gave them to me for free really and like next time you're back just make sure you, you double bubble us and you get us twice and i go yeah you got it so maybe not today but one of these days i gotta go back and double bubble them That's nice awesome. people nice people though they gave it to me for free i felel bad like i feel like they felt like i was cheating them but i didn't know well that's probably not the first person that did that today or that day oh man. Like, debit down like man not many people carry cash around anymore like i don't really carry cash around no me neither no. i was at the grocery store uh that night because i thought debit was working i went with my girlfriend and there were debit still wasn't working and there was families trying to get food and i was i felt terrible oh, yeah. no grocery could... store would be a disaster yeah because people they they went around they got their cart they filled it up and then they went to pay imagine like well how long do you spend at a grocery store getting food for your family 45 30 minutes oh, probably and then you go up to the front and they're like <laughs> Just... yeah we only take cash or credit right. see you later that's a tough go yeah what was the food situation like in Drummondville after the game? Pizza, or did you guys have just – was it just St. Hubert? Uh, well, after home games, we'd just go home and eat. Like okay. were, We don't get really food provided to us at home games, Oh, except for playoffs. Playoffs, we'd have food there for us after games. Um, so for the most part, we'd get our own food at home, and then away they would always have something kind of ordered to the rink for us. Nice. Um, so on the way home, we'd have something to eat. Usually St. Hubert, so <laughs> – Okay, not bad. Um, when do you go back to Drummondville? What is it? Man, it's almost out. It's, it's half with through July, man. Time doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I think probably the, the third week of August, somewhere in there. Okay. Like the 23rd, something. I don't know the exact date. Mm. Um, yeah, somewhere around there. What does the coaching staff say to you in terms of your leadership role next year? What do they, what do they want you to go in as? 
Yeah, I think I developed kind of the, the second half of last year more of a leadership role, um, kind of being more vocal in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that I feel like I'm kind of going to be leaned upon a little m- bit more this year to kind of provide a little bit more leadership. Um, but at the end of the day, you're just going to be the same type of person. Yeah. Um, like not going to stress yourself out too much with that stuff. Just kind of be myself and be be the person I have been the last two years. So from now until the third week of August, is it train, 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 or is it train, have a little bit of fun, train, have a little bit of fun golf, or is it just train? Like what, what's on the agenda? Yeah, well, I think you always have to train, but at the same time you got to relax a little bit. Like it's the summer. Like I'm going to go golf two, three, four times a week, uh, hang with my buddies. So you got to kind of put – I work out in the mornings, which helps because kind of have the whole day ahead of me um, afterwards, which yeah. I really like. Um, but for the most part, you work out in the morning and then you have all day to kind of go to the lake, go to the beach, like golf, anything like that. So really like kind of the setup we have. How often do you come into the city? How many days a week? Yeah, so I'm here Monday, Wednesdays. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Or just Monday, Wednesdays? No, Monday, Wednesdays. Monday, Wednesdays, okay. Yeah, so I'm here twice a week. Okay. Um, so it's not too bad, like an hour, get in, get out. Um, and I'm still back probably around three. So so if you don't come do the high button podcast and you go train and then you drive right back to Bridgewater, what's the rest of the day looking like? Uh, well, it depends on a lot of guys on work. Like a lot of guys are working through it today. Okay. Um, but like I'll see who's not working and maybe get on the old golf course this afternoon. How um, nice. We got the old, bought a car package which was an essential item at Osprey. They had a great deal going this year. Yeah. What was it? Twenty two hundred for fifty rounds. Uh well I'm a junior still. Oh you get the discount. Yeah so I bought the uh, the ten round package, um the uh, the card package. Okay. Um so usually carrying I've only walked like once this year. Osprey is a long course you got it's. Yeah so I I prefer to to carry it for sure and it's something that I do most of the time. Hundred percent. I remember. We're trying to get the not the junior package but the dip. My brother just joined school NSCC up in Bridgewater. Where is that by the way? Um, is it in the city? It's well, Bridgewater's not a city. Yeah, well, but... sorry. Is it down? Is it next to Arby's? <laughs> it's essentially beside Arby's. Is it like beside McDonald's? Okay, I know where that is. Like then. the y, it, the YMCA is in the NSCC. Like beside. Say Tim that again. Hortons. Sorry, the the what? The Y, the YMCA. I didn't I know. know there was a Y. Up there. You know the Tim Hortons? Yeah, I know the Tims. It's right across from it. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's pretty pretty big campus too. Like not huge. Jesus, but pretty big building. I know. You know what? No, I know exactly where that is now because in junior we used to stop at Tim's yeah. before the games, and that we yeah, it's across the, from yeah, Giant Tiger. Yeah, I know exactly where it is now. Yeah. Anyways, the reason why I brought it up with this junior discount was uh, the Moosehead season tickets. My brother, he's going to school, but he doesn't have a student ID yet. Because if you buy the season tickets, you get a discount. He doesn't have a student ID number yet, so we didn't get the discount. He's trying to cheat the system. Couldn't make it work, but the the discount helps. Stay young, brother. Yeah. Stay young. It helps. Benefits. All tons of benefits. Um, schooling next year. What's the the, the University of Drummondville or? <laughs> Unless I'll be going to CDAP now. But um, why is that funny? That's what I was asking. There's no school University of Drummondville. No. Well, there's CDAP in Quebec. Oh, that's. Uh, it's like the grade, grade twelve to fourteen. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. My but, cousins are from Quebec, and they did that. Yeah, but the plan right now is to uh, to take a course from Athabasca. It's like an online university in Ontario. Okay. Um, and they're they're kind of partnered with our league. Um, so like a lot of guys in the past have taken course from there. So that's kind of the plan. Nice uh, for next year. Oh, that's so great! You have your school. How many years do you have to play in the queue to get your school paid for? Three. Uh, probably four. Four. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like a lot of people kind of argue about us getting paid as like a like a salary, but like school money's gold. Like yeah, being able to kind of have school money in your back pocket is really really huge. Yeah, you might not appreciate it now. Maybe you do, but I know some buddies that played and when they were done and they had that with those years paid for. Who I don't know if they were happy, but I know their parents were. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like just having that money in the back. Even when you get paid in junior, I, I don't know if I should talk about paid in junior, but yeah, life's uh no, you can't. Can you talk about that? Who was the guy in PEI that uh, said right when they they it was Hicksy, you know the ref Hicks. Oh yeah. He had a uh, I don't want to say bad but controversial call, and the the guy from I think it was PEI goes I don't know I only make one hundred and twenty five dollars a week. Don't ask me what you know my opinion is. My I have no say. That's Simi. Simi Sim- played in Drummondville last year. Simi. So this is yeah Xavier Simino. 
Okay, so um, what, what an answer by him. Yeah, yeah, well, he's a little bit broken English. Um, <laughs> so it kind of made the answer even better. But, yeah, that's Simi for you. Like, he's not afraid to speak his mind. I look, I had to do a double take. I was like, is that an NHL guy press conference up there? Like, it was just a pro response. He's just like, nah, I only make 125 a week. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah, because Simi was only got the penalty. Oh, was he? Yeah. So. And what was the penalty? He, he grabbed, from what I understand, you can't win the faceoff with your hand. Um, even if it's in the air. Oh, yeah. So Sim, the puck went up, and Sim grabbed it with his hand and brought it back. Um, so that's kind of where the penalty. But with a minute left, like Q finals, I don't know if you're making that call. Someone told me that he got someone had to he got waved out twice, and the person that gets waved out twice, there's a penalty. That's what someone told me it was. Yeah, you get but, one warning. Yeah. And then the second one's penalty. It's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, when Gooby got... Traded to the team. Did yeah. you welcome him with open arms? Did you know him beforehand? I knew Goob a little bit going in. Okay. Like, we kind of run in a little bit similar circles. Um, Do you guys play against each other in Major Midget? We played, no, because he played in Charlottetown as a 16-year-old. Yes, okay. Um, but, like, I would have played Bantam, PV, all that kind of stuff Yeah. against him. So I knew him, but didn't really know him on a personal level. Mm. Um but it was awesome having Goob and Drummondville. Like, I'm actually living with him next year. Oh, are you? Um, so pretty excited about that. Um, and he, he's just a great guy and someone that we kind of welcomed in with open arms. Uh, he played super well for us in the second half of the year. Um, so pretty pretty excited to have him. And then we got a couple more Charlottetown guys this year. We got Plando coming. Um, and then Plandowski's Drew, yeah. going to Drummondville? Yeah, we traded for him at the draft. Um, oh, wow. So he'll be there. Uh, and Drew Elliott we got from Charlottetown, too. Um, so two... Two pretty big ads for us. Um, wow. Two guys that uh, hopefully in two years we we make, can make a very good run at it. Or next year. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be very good next year. Like I don't know to the level of some of the kind of the powerhouses that will be next year. Who would those teams be? Uh, well, Gatton will be very good. Okay. Plainville will be very good. Um, we'll be very good too. Um, but we had four first round picks my year, four first round picks last year. Um, so we're still set up for two years time, um, but we're still gonna be very good next year. Are the Mooseheads gonna be good this year? Yeah, yeah, they'll be very good too. Okay, are you just saying that? No, 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 they'll be okay. the one of the top teams for sure. Season, I got season tickets. I gotta go. <laughs> um, how is the the rink in Gatineau? Is it the real deal? I'm hearing incredible things. Oh yeah, it's a great atmosphere. Um, and the one time we played there was when the uh, the girl played. Uh, oh, the goalie, that, yeah. Yeah, so like it was sold out there. I was bumping. So wait yeah. a second. You played in the first ever game where a woman goaltender played in the Quebec Major well, Junior Hockey. Well, she wasn't the first girl. Oh, there was another girl before her? Yeah. Do you know her name? Man Rion. Man Rion? Oh, the 90s. Okay, so she was the second female. Yeah, but it was it was sold out. Like it was wow. packed. and like It's a perfect rink there because it's only one bowl. I like that. Um, yeah, and like the those are the good rinks, just like uh, Moncton kinda. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot, a little bit smaller than that. Mm. Um, but like they do it really well there. Like music super loud. Like fans are into it. Um, so yeah, they have a really good rink there. How are the dressing rooms? Uh, a little small. Oh, Gatton's a little small. They kind of shorted us a in little the bit. new rink. Yeah, we're squeezed in. Like one guy has to sit without like a. Like, you know, the top stuff where you put, like, your gloves and stuff? Gloves and shin pads, yeah. Yeah, one guy just doesn't have that. No. He's just got his stuff, like, sitting beside him. So it's either the 16-year-old rook or it's the call-up. Yeah, a little bit. Eh, well. Or the last guy in the room. Oh, I thought, so Junior, it's, you guys carry your own gear in Junior? Yeah, yeah, we carry our own gear. I thought. Pack the bus, unpack the bus. Oh, I thought trainers put you in Junior. I thought in the queue. No, 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 no. No, we got our own gear. So wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So whoever unpacks their gear out of the bus first and gets into the room gets the best stall. It's oh, not it's, it's a race. It's a race. It is a race to get to the room. But what if like you got the next Crosby on your team? Doesn't everyone have a little bit more respect for that guy and go, Okay, you can pick that stall? Uh well, or is the it twenty year olds a little bit like, Yeah, I was gonna say there's twenty year old spots, like you kinda know what spots, but for the most part, like I'm strategically putting my bag in the box so I can get it out Are first. You? Oh yeah, it's just so we can get out, get the good spot. Man, that's not that funny, Mark. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, right on. That's uh, that's good information. You got a call coming in, or you got no, no, no. Who's snapping you right now? 
at the group chat. One, drove in with my one of my buddies, and he's gonna be here at some point. Always oh, picking you up. Uh, well, we drove in together. Yeah. So how much time are we at right now? Fifty minutes right now, fifty. Yep. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Dressing room stalls. Yeah. Um, in some teams, it's uh the trainer is very strict of keeping the room tidy, even when down to the shin pads. I want the face out or I want the knees out. Is it like that with you guys up in Drummondville? Yeah, yeah. There's a certain way of putting your gear. Um, like you get kind of used to it after a little bit. Like you're gonna do it yourself. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, the first couple of days, like, we had a new trainer this year halfway oh. through. Um, so, like, it was a little bit kind of changing how our, like, elbow pads are aligned or something like that. Yeah. But not, like, major things. That's something you're going to stress yourself out about. Are you a superstitious individual? No, not in the least. Like, kind of do it whatever I want before games. Like, it's not something where I need to do something at a specific time. Yeah. Um, so, it's not really something I stress myself out a bit and kind of my perspective on it is that if it's better to not have something and, and just kind of go with the flow than have something and if you miss it you're just messed up for the whole whole routine so just try to kind of keep it light and play some soccer yeah two touch to, yeah but we play with the bounce we play one bounce one touch one bounce jack dion special who's jack dion he's a 20 year old on our team um, Why does he want one bounce? Because he's not a very good soccer player. Oh my god, this guy's <laughs> pissing me off. Yeah, so we're in this tiny room. We play one, one touch, one bounce. You guys must be playing forever. Oh, one yeah. bounce. Oh yeah, it, it's a long game. It take like five minute rallies sometimes. Yeah, I was gonna say one bounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard to get out. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, is he gone next year? Yeah, yeah, I think he's playing uh, at the University of Moncton. Okay, well, now that he's gone, you guys got to get back to two-touch. No one-bounce. <laughs> you got to keep Maybe. it one-bounce, two-touch. It's pretty religious. The last two years, we both, each year, it's been one-touch, one-bounce. Oh, yeah? yeah? Don't know why. One-touch, one-bounce. You guys have food out before the game, like a grilled cheese maker? Uh, no, no grilled cheese maker. We got, like, fruit, granola bears, like, cliff bears, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. They got rid of the grilled cheese maker. Hockey. There's toast. Like, you can make toast. Toaster? But... Yeah, yeah, there's a toaster. And Cream bread. cheese, butter. Yeah, we got some butter. Cheese Whiz? No Cheese Whiz. No. Uh, Nutella? I don't know if I'd be putting Cheese Whiz on it. Nutella? Uh, probably not. We had a, we had a go- our goalie before Christmas had a peanut allergy. <sighs> so peanut butter was not allowed. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll bring it back this year because he's gone. As we get young guys on the show, I love hearing these things because hockey evolves. Like one touch on two touch or one bounce on two touch, that's a revolutionary thing in my mind. Yeah, but that's and, not a normal thing. Okay, so uh, you talk to other teams about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. A it's, lot of teams are like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, okay. So I'm not overreacting. No, no, no. It's not not normal at all. Okay. No, it's uh, the, the, the lifestyle of a junior hockey player. I envy it. Mark envies it. Everyone listening to this podcast envies it because it's such a short amount of time in your life. And you seem like a guy who knows that and appreciates every single moment. Like you got the the long sleeve on you love representing the the, the hockey uh the hockey culture so the, the the time you have there the best memories oh yeah you'll have even though you are playing one bounce two touch it's <laughs> it's the best the best time of life man yeah yeah we enjoy ourselves there like we have a lot of fun um, absolutely so, really good spot to play what's one thing next year you're looking forward to about i think it's just how competitive our team is going to be next year um like in the last two years we've won one playoff game um so kind of seeing the group that our gms kind of pulled together um and how much potential we have for this year um, it's super exciting and uh, something we're all kind of looking forward to to kind of getting past that first step um that first round's kind of eluded us the last two years um so it's something we're we're looking forward to getting by that's gonna be awesome and you said you're coming to halifax in october correct yeah both our maritime trips are before christmas um, so you're taking two trips to Halifax before Christmas? No, no, no. So we'll go Halifax, Cape, Charlottetown, and then Bathurst, Moncton, St. John. Okay, but your first trip? Yeah, first trips to Halifax, which is super nice to get both the trips out because like, it's long. Yeah. And having it with like decent weather is definitely a plus. 100%. Um, do you have a good relationship with your media guy? Because I got to get permission from him or her to put a mic on you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of gotten to know him a little bit the last two years we've okay. changed media guys a couple times yeah um but for the most part everyone everyone in our organization that kind of involved the team's very good people um cause there's it's not a huge organization mm. so for the most part everyone there they're trying their best and pretty much welcome 
cool. any kind of coverage with open arms. Yeah, who else was like that? Uh, Armada. Armada came here when Henman was uh, playing. Very similar. They're, they, I don't know if they I don't know, didn't have a lot of media coverage because they're right next to Montreal, so the Canadians. But when we went up and mic'd up Henman, they were just like, yeah, come on in, do whatever you want. They were, they were great to work with. And unexpectedly, because, I don't know, just we just don't really deal with a lot of French Quebec teams. But they were just like, yeah, absolutely, come and do it. It's going to be awesome. And it worked out well. Yeah. So this is me trying to plug your media guys <laughs> to let me mic you up. When Are you 100% sure you'll get a practice in? Yeah, we'll skate Thursday morning for sure because we'll boss on Wednesday. So we'll have a skate okay. on Thursday morning. All right, cool. Um, I did forget to ask you. You said that you only use three sticks throughout the year. I, what, what's the, the flex? Cool. I think it's a 70 flex. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm pretty sure it's a 70. That's not stiff, though. But like I'm, Yeah, but it's cut down. Oh. Um, Where do you cut it to? Uh, probably like my chin, something like that. On skates or without skates? Uh, would be just below my chin without skates, I'd say. Yeah. But like I'm not overly picky with my sticks. Like I don't mind different sticks. Oh, like, yeah. Like kick points and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, I know a lot of guys, it really affects them. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I don't really mind trying out different six. Curve? I could not tell you what curve I have. Dude, you're joking with I have me no right clue. now. You're messing with me. No, I don't know. I, I think it's like a Crosby curve, something like that. So wait a second. You don't... Dude, really? Like, I'm not very picky with my sticks at all. So the trainers must love you. Like, you're just not picky with the gear. Well, we order, we only order sticks once at the start of the year. So, like, it's not... I just wear the same things I ordered in my 16 year. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's not not too bad. Dude, I love hearing that. <laughs> That's great. Um, the rest of the day, what time is your tea time today? Uh, I don't know. i got to kind of talk to a couple guys, see if they're off work. Um, what time is it? 2.30, probably get out around like 5, 5.30. Probably after, maybe later, probably get out after supper. Dude. Maybe hit the lake, though. It's a pretty nice day out. It is beautiful, though. That's the best thing about working in this basement studio is that it's cool. <laughs> you're outside, you're hot, you're working, you come down here, you just cool out. It's yeah. awesome. We got in the car after the skate, and it was steaming. Oh, yeah, it's just like a sauna, I bet. Oh, yeah. 100% down at the Civic, too. Oh, middle, you're in the city. That's yeah. hot. That's hot down there. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. I need a little bit of advice from you for the guy uh, that's coming up into the queue. The draft just happened, correct? Um, the guy that's going into training camp and he's a little nervous. Maybe he's from here. He's going to Northern Quebec. Maybe he doesn't know too many people. Maybe he does, but he's trying to make a good first impression. What's your advice to that kid? Yeah, I think for the most part, just kind of do all the little things right. Um, in the practices and in the inner squad games, um, kind of coaches notice when you're, you're putting in a little bit extra effort, um, when it's the end of the drill and kind of hustling not just kind of loafing back to the line and all that kind of stuff um doesn't really go on doesn't go unnoticed for coaches um it's a big thing for them kind of body language yeah that yeah. they preach us a lot it's kind of the little things the little details are going to make a, a big difference um so i would say kind of keep your head down like have a positive attitude wherever you're going uh, it doesn't matter how many french guys are there um for the most part most guys speak english to an extent um so i don't think don't think that's really too much of an issue. I learned that um, going to Drummondville, um, like going in, I didn't really know what to expect with the whole French situation. Mm. Um, but I learned that every French guy's going to welcome me with open arms. Um, they're going to try their best. I'm going to try my best to, to speak French to them at times. Um, so it works out pretty well wherever you are. Awesome. Well, Luke, you're the man. I really do appreciate you coming on here. This is, uh, like I said, it's been a highly uh, anticipated podcast. So to finally have you, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. You're a bright young man. You're going to have a great future, and I can't wait to watch you. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll have to get out to Osprey one of these days and get around. And Yeah, for sure. What are you, mid-80s? You said mid-80s, 90s? Yeah, mid-80s around there. Yeah, we're yeah. shooting the same. Yeah, for sure. Come we'll down, see. let me know. Um, you you got to give me a little foot wedge, a little, <laughs> a little drop. Yeah, so just let me know whenever. I'll be around most days. So. All right, will do. You're the man. Thank you. Um, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. I appreciate it. It is Monday, the best day of the week. The whole week's ahead of you. You can do whatever you want. Work hard. Have fun. Golf. What else? St. Hubert O's. St. Hubert. Use a 70 flex stick. <laughs> and that's all I got. We are out. Peace.
your strap and we up Never forget all the memories Sitting I sit by my cup Thinking I should be a better me Truly I'm blessed from the start So much to say in these melodies oh, Stare at the sky, the moon singing sweet Oh my God, such a sweet moment Angels, they say I'm not ever weak Such a lonely boy Heaven knows I might never sleep Trouble in my soul Hey, I've been praying Life can be training, oh Hey, who relate? Try and keep falling, oh I'm ashamed Hated what I would see And nobody knows So I go How can I keep so How can I keep